Surah Al-Rum, we will listen to the recitation of the surah from the beginning, and then inshallah we will continue. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألف لامين غلبت الروم في أدنى الأرض وهم من بعد غلبهم سيغلبون في بضع سنين لله الأمر من قبل ومن بعد ويومئذ يفرح المؤمنون بنصر الله ينصر من يشاء وهو العزيز الرحيم وعد الله لا يخلف الله وعده ولكن أكثر الناس لا يعلمون يعلمون ظاهرا من الحياة الدنيا وهم عن الآخرة هم غافلون أولم يتفكروا في أنفسهم ما خلق الله السماوات والأرض وما بينهما إلا بالحق وأجل مسمى وَإِنَّ كَثِيرًا مِّنَ النَّاسِ بِلِقَاءِ رَبِّهِمْ لَكَافِرُونَ أَوَلَمْ يَسِيرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ فَيَنظُرُوا كَيْفَ كَانَ عَاقِبَةُ الَّذِينَ مِن قَبْلِهِمْ كَانُوا أَشَدَّ مِنْهُمْ قُوَّةً وَأَثَارُوا الْأَرْضَ وَعَمَرُوهَا أَكْثَرَ مِمَّا عَمَرُوهَا وَجَاءَتْهُمْ رُسُلُهُمْ بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ فَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيَظْلِمَهُمْ وَلَكِنْ كَانُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ يَظْلِمُونَ ثُمَّ كَانَ عَاقِبَةَ الَّذِينَ أَسَاءُوا السُّوءَ وَكَانُوا بِهَا يَسْتَهْزِئُونَ اللَّهُ يَبْدَأُ الْخَلْقَ ثُمَّ يُعِيدُهُ ثُمَّ إِلَيْهِ تُرْجَعُونَ وَيَوْمَ تَقُومُ السَّاعَةُ يُبْلِسُ الْمُجْرِمُونَ وَلَمْ يَكُنْ لَهُمْ مِنْ شُرَكَائِهِمْ شُفَعَاءُ وَكَانُوا بِشُرَكَائِهِمْ كَافِرِينَ وَيَوْمَ تَقُومُ السَّاعَةُ يَوْمَئِذٍ يَتَفَرَّقُونَ فَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ فَهُمْ فِي رَوْضَةٍ يُحْبَرُونَ وَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا وَكَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِنَا وَلِقَاءِ الْآخِرَةِ فَأُولَئِكَ فِي الْعَذَابِ مُحْضَرُونَ فسبحان الله حين تمسون وحين تصبحون وله الحمد في السماوات والأرض وعشيا وحين تظهرون يخرج الحي من الميت ويخرج الميت من الحي ويحيي الأرض بعد موتها وكذلك تخرجون Assalamu alaikum. The microphone loves me today. So, 
yesterday during our lesson of Surah Rum, the first couple of ayahs, it reminded me of writing assignment I did in my class and from my writing program. And I sent it to Sister Tamia just so that she could read. So then she came up to me as I was making the introduction for the workshop and she asked me to read it to the class. Um, usually when you do a public reading, you're supposed to practice what you're supposed to read. I didn't practice, so if I stumble on my own sentences, like, please forgive me, inshallah. The title of the story is called Messed Up, and uh, it's a series of short stories and a project I'm writing about the naqab. It doesn't really have to do with, specifically with surah room in and of itself, but it just has a reflection from the surah. My fingers turn numb from the frigid November night air. I just missed the 1C Mississauga bus headed to Toronto. The next one arrives in 20 minutes, but it doesn't matter. I'll be missing my 10.30 bus in Toronto, which means my one-hour trip just doubled, which means Hoya and Abu will worry all night until I get home because my phone is dead too. I rest my textbook-heavy backpack on one of the seats of the bus shelter. Nearby, four commerce students joke about how easy their term quiz was. Further down, two biology students talk about an epic virtual duel that went down in World of Warcraft. Classes ended at 1 p.m. today for me, but I spent the last eight hours working on my anthropology paper due yesterday. I managed to write one page and a half out of the 10-page requirement. Every additional night that I pass a deadline, an extra 10% is chopped off my mark. Ever since my brother's accident, schoolwork stopped being a priority. It came second to last after feeding the kids and taking them to the library. My parents couldn't leave Muhammad in ICU, the ward where people die by the hour. They didn't know when he would wake up from his coma or when the doctors would come around with news, good or bad, or when family and friends could visit. My brother Abdurrahman and I became de facto parents of three, ages 6, 10, and 12. Our university grades slid to the 50s. My seasonal GPA fell from an A to a D. Abdurrahman's engineering program dropped him for not meeting the minimum 60% requirement. This semester, Hoya, Abba, and Muhammad are home. They gave me all the time to do my work so I could graduate from university. No laundry, no dishes, no taking the kids to the library, but I still couldn't do it. Pray, pray for help. Allah will help you, Hoya reminds me every morning. If only Hoya knew all the praying I do. From the bus shelter, I glance at the winter sky. The full moon radiates in all directions. I know Allah, the all-hearing, hears them. The orange lights of a Mississauga transit bus flash in the distance. I join the line of the other students. I join the line the other students are forming. I pick a window seat at the back of the stuffed bus and place my Qur'an on my lap. My Qur'an travels with me wherever I go, and on the sad days I forget it, I scroll through the digital copy on my phone. Clear duct tape binds the cover and keeps the spine, from, uh, the spine of the book from falling apart. The red ribbon bookmark opens to Surah Ar-Rum, 
the chapter titled the Romans. My fingers run along the first six verses of Arabic. Alif, Lam, Mim, Ghulibatir, Rum. The Romans have been defeated. Fi adnal arti wa hum min baadi ghalabihim sayaghlibun. In the nearest land, but they, after their defeat, will overcome. Fi bid'i sinin, lillahi al-amru min qablu wa min baad. Within three to nine years, to Allah belongs the command before and after, and the believers will rejoice. In the victory of Allah. The believers will rejoice in the victory of Allah. He gives victory to whom He wills, and He is exalted in might the merciful. My lips quiver as I read the passage of the defeat and arising victory of the Byzantines in the 6th century. Tears flood my eyes. I hold on to the tears as long as I can before they trickle down my cheeks under my naqab. My fingers trace the line. To Allah belongs the command before and after. Before Muhammad things were great. And now, will I rejoice in victory? A stream of sludge dribbles from my nose. The tears and snot flow and flow and flow until they meet at the bottom of my chin. The girls beside me talk about going to the mall for the sales on Black Friday. My lungs heave as I draw deep breaths from my mouth. My eyes feel sore. My face feels sticky from the outpour. My hands dig into my pocket for a tissue or anything that could work as a tissue. Nothing. They return empty. I inspect my reflection in the window. My black naqab ties perfectly behind my scarf. No traces of tears. No traces of sludge. I turn back to my Quran and continue reading. It is a promise of Allah. Allah does not fail His promise. But most people do not know. Most people do not know, but some people do know. What do they know? That Allah's promise is true. That even in the moment of, or in times of extreme difficulty, in a believer's life, there will always be hope. Because defeat can be turned into victory. Hardship can be turned into ease. Because the Lord is who? Allah Azza wa Jal. Who can bring the living from the dead? And who can bring the dead from the living? Who can turn dead earth into living earth? Just by one incident. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who can change our state, who can change our failures into our victories our losses into gains, our hardships into the greatest things or the greatest moments that we can ever experience. So the main lesson of all of these verses is never ever despair. Never despair. No matter what kind of difficulty a person is experiencing, whether it is physical pain, or it is in the family, or it is financial, or it is social, Never despair and never give up. 
And it is those who hold on strong, who have faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who always have this hope that my Lord will not disappoint me, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will certainly not disappoint them. He will grant them success. Just look at the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hope is something that we can always have. We can always hold on to. So never ever despair. Let's continue with the verses. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم آية number 20 ومن آياته and of his آيات from among Allah's آيات from among his signs is what أن خلقكم that he created you من تراب from dust ثم then إذا suddenly أنتم you are Basharun men, people, tantashirun, you all disperse. You all have scattered, you have dispersed everywhere on the earth. In this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ Among His ayat. And while you were listening to the recitation of these verses, you heard وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ in almost every ayah that follows. Ayat is the plural of Ayah. And what does ayah mean? A sign. A miracle. Hmm? Ayah basically is a sign, a token, a mark by which something is known. By which a person is known. Or by which a place is known. So for example, an ayah is also a landmark. So for instance, if you are going to a particular place, a particular house in the city, then what ayah is it that you need to see to know whether the house is in that street or not? The street sign, isn't it? The street name. So the name, the sign, what is that? An ayah. It's a sign, a token, a mark by which a thing is known, by which even a person is known. So Allah's creation is many times referred to as Allah's ayat. Because all of these creatures, this creation, what does it point towards? It points to the existence of the Creator. It's an evidence of the power of the Creator, the knowledge of the Creator, the compassion of the Creator, the wisdom and the justice of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So from among His signs, and ayah is also understood as a miracle, an extraordinary event. Because an extraordinary event, a miracle also, proves something. Right? It is an evidence of something. Likewise, ayah is also used for a verse of the Qur'an. Right? Because every verse of the Qur'an, it is miraculous in its nature. It is miraculous in its content, in its style, in its very wordings, in its very letters, in its very sounds, and of course in its message also. It is a miracle. And it points to the greatness of the one who has revealed it. Of the one who has sent it. So, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ Amongst his ayat is such and such. Now earlier in the surah, in surah Al-Rum, we learned about a certain prediction. And what was that? The victory of the Romans after their defeat. The rise of the Romans after their defeat. And this prediction, it is a miracle. Right? The surah begins with 
the mention of a miracle. But here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala draws our attention to even more miracles that are within us, that are around us. Miracles that we live amongst. Miracles that we experience on a daily basis. And miracles that sadly, we do not really appreciate enough. So, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ We want you know, to see such big miracles in order to appreciate the beauty of the Qur'an, the truthfulness of the Qur'an. So when we learn the tafsir, or for example, the beginning verses of the surah, we're so amazed. But at the same time, there's so many miracles, so many signs, so many lessons, so many evidences that Allah our Lord is indeed great. Allah our Lord is indeed the possessor of all power. So over here, some ayat are mentioned. And remember that ayat are of two types. Ayat kawni and ayat shari. Ayat shari, those verses that Allah has revealed. Right? And these are basically the verses of the Qur'an. The commands that Allah has given. The instructions that He has revealed. And then ayat, secondly, they are also kawni. They're also of the creation. Because each creature, what does it point to? The perfection of the creator. The ability and the power, the greatness, the knowledge, the wisdom of the creator. So, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ Amongst his signs is أَنْ خَلَقَكُمْ That he created you. مِنْ تُرَابٍ From dust. He created all of you people, all of you human beings, from what? From turab, from dust. Summa then, ida at once, meaning so quickly, so soon, what has happened? Antum, all of you are basharun, men, meaning human beings, tantashirun, you all disperse. The word tantashirun is from intishar, nun, sheen, ra. And intashara is when something spreads. Like for example, news, when it spreads, this word is used. Alright? And also intishar is when something spreads out, it unfolds, diffuses. This is intishar. So, إِذَا أَنْتُمْ بَشَرٌ تَنْتَشِرُونَ Meaning Allah created you from dust, from just one mother and father, and you are so many now, so many of you have been born from this one man and one woman, and you've spread all over the earth, throughout the earth. Over here, what is being mentioned as a miracle? The origin of mankind. And their very existence on the earth. And really, this is a miracle. What is a miracle? The origin of mankind and their very existence on the earth. If you think about it, the entire human race, the entire human species, alright, uh, has come about from who? Two people. Just two people, Adam and Hawa. In fact, it came about from who? Only Adam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam from Turab, from dust. And from Adam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Hawa. And then the two, Adam and Hawa, were sent to the earth. And now, wherever you go on this planet, who is it that you will find? Human beings. Isn't it? No matter what part of this earth you go to, an island, hmm? or maybe the North Pole or the South Pole, ice fields, deserts, mountains, forests, 
No matter what part of this planet you go to, what you will certainly find, what you will certainly come across is who? Human beings. They're everywhere on this earth. Literally everywhere. And this is a miracle. Because all of them have come from who? Just two people, Adam and Hawa. In Surah An-Nisa, Ayah 1, Allah says, Ya ayyuhan nas, ittaqu rabbakum, alladhi khalaqakum min nafsin wahidah, wa khalaqa minha zawjaha, wa batha minhuma rijalan kathiran, wa nisa'a. That, O oh mankind, fear your Lord, who created you from a single soul, and He created from it its mate, its spouse, and then He spread from both of them many men and many women. And also, the miracle over here is the fact that Adam salam was created from mud, from turab. And we, his children, by extension, are also from where? From mud. And of course, our nutrition, where does that come from? From mud, from the earth, from the soil. We live in this earth, right? And our nutrition, it comes from the earth, from the soil. And it's amazing because if you think about it, Turab on its own, does it have any aql? Does it have any intellect? Turab, dust. Does it have a mind of its own? No. Can it move by itself? Does it walk? Does it talk? No, it doesn't. But the human being whose origin is clay, whose nutrition and development comes from clay, is so different. Is so different. I mean, think about it. If you just you know, analyze the chemical components within a human body, right? What different chemicals or materials or elements, you know, make up the human body. Like for example, this percentage of water, this percentage of calcium, this percentage of this thing and that thing and that thing. If you take all of these materials in the exact same percentage and put them together and blend them in a food processor, would you have a human being at the end? Would you? No, you wouldn't. You couldn't. So... This is amazing that from Turab, Allah has created human being. And this human being has life. It's amazing what it was before and what it is now. So the very existence, the very creation of human beings is amazing. It is a miracle. وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ How did all of this happen? Who put life in that Turab? Who created man? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the existence of man, it points to the existence of who? Of the creator of man. The existence of man points to the perfection of man's creator. The perfection of his knowledge, the perfection of his ability, the perfection of his wisdom. ثُمَّ إِذَا أَنْتُمْ بَشَرٌ تَنْتَشِرُونَ And this word إِذَا, إِذَا means suddenly. Suddenly, meaning so quickly, human beings have spread, they've multiplied, they've scattered all over this planet. So quickly. And really, if you look at human history, how old are human beings, they're not that old compared to how old the earth itself is. Right? How old this universe is estimated to be. But it's amazing how human beings have taken over this entire planet that this earth is referred to as the human planet now. Right? So, إِذَا أَنْتُمْ بَشَرٌ تَنْتَشِرُونَ And تَنْتَشِرُونَ can also be understood as that look at you, you were mud, and now look at you, you don't stay put, you just scatter, you just move everywhere. And really, it's amazing. If you have a bucket of mud, is it going to move? It's not going to move. But if you have a human being that weighs less than that bucket of mud, is that human being, that little child, is that child going to sit in one place? 
Never. Never. You try to hold a baby, cuddle, you know, with a baby, and then what happens? Constantly pushing and kicking and punching and, you know, you're like, get away from me. I love you, but I need my space. You move too much. Right? And it's amazing how human beings, they travel, they go around everywhere. But we have been created from mud, which is so different. This is a miracle. Recitation. وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَكُمْ مِنْ تُرَابٍ ثُمَّ إِذَا أَنْتُمْ بَشَرٌ تَنْتَشِرُونَ 